بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين. We commence by praising Allah subhanahu wa taala and sending blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, his household, his companions. We ask Allah to bless them, to bless every one of us in this beautiful Masjid al-Nur in Abuja, and we ask Allah to bless the nation and the people and the Ummah. Those who are struggling across the globe, we remember them and we pray for them and we are with them and we feel their pain. And we ask Allah to alleviate their suffering and the suffering of all of us. Amen. My brothers and sisters, a Muslim is different from a person who is not a Muslim, obviously, because a Muslim has submitted to the will of Allah. A Muslim will get their guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Primarily that guidance is within the Qur'an. Revelation that Allah revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam for us as an ummah. And that revelation of the Qur'an will lead you to follow the sunnah and the path and the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The one who left behind the greatest legacy is none other than Muhammad ibn Abdullah al-Hashimi al-Qurashi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. His legacy is so tremendous that we as his ummah who have come generations later are very strong in our faith and we are from among those who are dutiful unto Allah. At a time when technology was not even known as we know it today. At a time when there was no internet, there were no phones, there was no electricity. Remember, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam delivered the message with such eloquence and such sincerity with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah allowed it to carry through and it was the plan of Allah. Today with all the technology we have, we will not be remembered in most cases for more than two generations. We have crossed so many generations and the lives of the companions are, may Allah be pleased with them, are fresh in our minds. And they are stories that we cherish and we learn from. They are our heroes. That is a legacy. It is Allah who grants you acceptance regarding that. The people with all their wealth at times are forgotten two generations down. Their children know them, their grandchildren know them. As for their great-grandchildren, they will be lucky if they are known. Unless they live a little bit long, still one more generation, and then people will not talk about them. And the following generation, they won't even know their names. If I were to ask you, how many of your forefathers can you name? A lot of you will say four. Some of you might say five. Anyone here who can name 10 of their great-grandfathers, put up your hand. I want to see. If you can name 10 going back, I want to see. Anyone? I don't see a single hand. What does it show you? But that was your grandfather's father's father. And he was an important man and he was a huge, a big person. And he was amazing and he had lots of wealth. And he had power and he had everything. Nothing, nothing. You don't even know his name and you are part of his family. What legacy did they leave? Subhanallah. The legacy they left was primarily for their children and their grandchildren. 
It is only some, the chosen few whose legacy has been going on and on and on and all of them have to do with something that is greater than just wealth and materialism. Remember that. When I say Abu Hanifa, An-Nu'man ibn Thabit al-Zuta, Rahmatullahi alayhi, everyone knows who I am talking about. Malik ibn Anas, Imam Dar al-Hijra, everyone knows who I am talking about. Rahmatullahi alayhi. Ahmad ibn Hanbal, everyone knows who I'm talking about. Muslim ibn al-Hajjaj al-Qushayri, we know who I'm talking about. Muhammad ibn Ismail al-Bukhari, rahmatullahi alayhim. Imagine the legacy that they have left. We talk about them. It is very fresh in our minds and our systems. Now, why do I say this? Because... It's different when you talk about a legacy between a Muslim and a non-Muslim. There are politicians and leaders whom we also remember because of work they did, either good or bad. You remember some because they were tyrants and you remember some because they were beautiful leaders who achieved for their nations. And this is why it's up to you. It's up to you and I to decide what we want to achieve. And today, I'm going to go through a few aspects, all taken from the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because trust me, we know nothing besides what was taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi We are nobodies in regards to the knowledge of deen unless we have taken from the source itself, Al-Quran wa Sunnah. May Allah grant us acceptance. So... It's easy for me to say, be a good Muslim, worship Allah, etc. Our topic today is more about a legacy that you will bequeath, meaning you will leave after you. Were you present when death came to Yaqub alayhi salam? He was also known as Israel. That's why his children are known as Banu. Israel. If we say Banu Israel, who are we talking about? We are talking about a person known as Jacob, may peace be upon him, or Yaqub alayhi salam. Remember that. Don't let people confuse you. Banu Israel are the children of who? Yaqub alayhi salam. May Allah's peace be upon him. So Allah asks the question in Surah Al Baqarah Were you present at the time when death came to Yaqub? Imagine death comes to you and you're a powerful man with 12 sons, all of them handsome, mashallah, looking good, alhamdulillah. At that moment, what did he tell to his children? What did he ask them? What did he say to them? Instead of telling them, my money is in that cupboard and this treasure will be opened like this and that will happen this way and be careful of this one and that one and all sorts of things. He says, مَا تَعْبُدُونَ مِن بَعْدِي That's it. What are you going to worship after me? That's it. قَالُوا نَعْبُدُ إِلَٰهَكَ وَإِلَٰهَ آبَائِكَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ إِلَٰهًا وَاحِدًا وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ They said we will worship the Lord of you and your forefathers. 
Ibrahim, Ismail, Ishaq, and we will submit unto him. It was enough for him. That's all he wanted to know. What did he bequeath? What did he leave? The deen. And if you look at the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam, the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah makes it very clear through the blessed lips of the most honored and blessed of creation, Muhammad ibn Abdullahi al-Hashimi al-Qurashi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, Al-Anbiya, Al-Anbiya, who are they? They are the prophets of Allah. The true inheritors of the Anbiya are the ulama. The true inheritors of the prophets are the scholars. Those with knowledge. Why? لَمْ يُوَرِّثُوا دِرْهَمًا وَلَا دِينَارًا وَإِنَّمَا وَرَّثُوا الْعِلْمَ وَمَنْ أَخَذَهُ أَخَذَ بِحَظٍ وَافِرٍ they left behind no gold and silver coins, but they left behind knowledge. And whoever seeks from it has achieved a great achievement, will have a huge portion. And this is why when you leave wealth, it depletes when the heirs have taken it. Right or wrong? You leave a billion naira. Mashallah, big figure, right? Big figure. You leave a billion naira and you leave behind three wives and 26 children. By the time they divide it, do you know what has happened? It's already become a few million, right? Before you know it, it's used. A few years after your death, what you left behind is depleted. It's gone. You understand? Knowledge is the only bequeathing that when you leave it, it multiplies as time passes. Because no matter how much each one takes, it actually increases and does not decrease. That's knowledge. The Prophet ﷺ left for us the knowledge of the Quran. To this day, there are billions and trillions and quadrillions and pentillions. Sorry, I know those figures because I come from Zimbabwe. <laughs> the weakness of our currency at one stage forced us to learn those figures. So thank Allah you have not gotten there. May Allah never let you see those days. So imagine nonillions of people. Each one of them from that time to now has learned the Quran and ulumul Quran. Has it decreased or increased? in terms of its spreading it has increased that is knowledge that is why lee as a muslim leave behind something that will benefit you and in islam we are taught that it will continue to benefit you only if it has benefited others your tawheed is primarily the most important aspect of your existence your worshipping Allah alone is the most important aspect of your existence to be able to pass it on. Then it means you have benefited another generation and it will continue and continue and continue. And who will get the reward? You will get the reward. And from what you have learned, whoever taught you gets the reward and whoever taught them will get the reward. And whoever taught the one who taught the one who taught that person will get the reward and so on. Until it gets to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa That's why he says, Subhanallah. 
He is the leader of the children of Adam. Subhanallah. The first one whose grave will be opened. The first one resurrected. The first one entering Jannah. There are billions of people. Anything you ever do in terms of ibadah, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam gets the full reward of every act of worship that will ever be done right up to the end from among the acts of worship of the Muslimin whom he has taught. Look at the reward. How massive is it? Now, if you and I happen to be in that chain a little bit, we learned goodness and we taught goodness. We will achieve goodness and we will continue to clock the mileage even after our death. That is why the Prophet ﷺ says, Khayrukum man al-Qur'ana The best from amongst you is who? He could have said anything. He says, the one who learns the Qur'an and teaches it. Allahu Akbar Kabira. And a lot of the times, and I'm going to tell you openly, when you do that, Allah will bless you with so many things. But in a worldly way, you may be struggling. Look at the sheikhs who are learning and teaching Quran. Do they have their own houses in most cases? Speak up. No. Do they have their own Mercedes Benz S Class 300? Do they own that? If, in fact, if they do, people will look at them, mm, he's not a true malam, this guy. Right? It's a problem. Because they have sacrificed their lives fi sabilillah. Allah says, you are doing something better than the millions and the billions that the people can amass. قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا هُوَ خَيْرٌ مِّمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ Should we tell you what is better than whatever they amass? The mercy of Allah, the favor of Allah. When Allah has bestowed upon you His virtue and He has had mercy on you, Wallahi, it is better than whatever they have amassed. You should celebrate the fact that Allah has given you guidance to Iman, to the truth, to Islam. Celebrate the fact that Allah has blessed you with Salah because not everyone fulfills five daily Salah. Allah accepts those whom He wants to put their heads on the ground by making them feel that they want to fulfill this Salah. Others are lazy, they are sleeping. When you get up and you say, I'm making wudu and I'm standing in front of Allah for Salah, Wallahi, thank Allah. Thank Allah for a moment. Oh Allah, thank you for giving me not only the energy, but for accepting me to put my head on the ground. There are millions of others whom you have rejected. It is an honor to put my head on the ground for the one who made me. That is Islam. And I say, oh you who made me, you are the greatest. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Oh you who made me, you are the greatest. That is a favor of Allah. So the prophets of Allah have left behind nothing besides knowledge and ilm. And whoever takes that ilm, they have taken a huge share. And whoever passes it on, they have built their legacy. You pass it on. Now one might say, but does everyone have to be a scholar? No, you pass on whatever you have, but you have learned something because you're a Muslim. You know the basics, don't you? You are supposed to know the basics. Pass it on. 
and Allah will continue to bless you in a million ways. But be concerned about the deen because it is being snatched away from us. In Allah Ta'ala la yantazi'ul ilman tiza'an. One of the signs of Qiyamah is that knowledge will be snatched. It will be taken away. The ignorant will be remaining. And knowledge is not just taken like this. One day it's there, the next day it's not there. But it happens quickly by the death of the scholars. Until there are no more scholars left, only ignorant people. May Allah protect us. And they spread ignorance. And they create issues and so on. Ignorance. Now... My beloved brothers and sisters, that is just an introduction. Our Shaykh told me, will you speak up to Salatul Isha? I told him, usually I speak for half an hour nowadays because generally people lose interest. He said, here we are in Abuja. Subhanallah. I was supposed to have understood what that means. So maybe we might go all the way to that Adhan of Isha. My brothers and sisters, as an introduction, I wanted to show you the importance of your deen. The importance of a risala How fortunate we are to be amongst the ummah. The Prophet says, whoever sets a good example, Meaning you left a good legacy, isn't it? You set a good example. You will have a reward of it and all those who practice upon it until Qiyamah. Imagine you left a good example. After you die, generations later, people are still learning from what you taught. You are receiving a reward. Subhanallah, Rabbil Alameen. Whereas on the other side, it's very easy to earn a sin. Leave behind a bad legacy. Leave behind a bad legacy. I believe that technology has a good side to it and a very bad side to it as well. There are people earning Jannah through TikTok and there are others earning Jahannam through the same means. Imagine when you die, what would you like there to be? Many of our brothers and sisters, perhaps more so the sisters, they get a lot of excitement by showing themselves on some of these applications without realizing the Prophet Muhammad told us that there will come a time when women will want to expose themselves and they will want to turn heads of people in order to quench the, the what? May Allah grant us goodness. May Allah protect us from harm. The, in order to quench the attention that they are seeking. So when you seek attention, you do some silly things. You semi-remove your clothes and you keep shaking your body and you want everyone to say, wow, great, show me more. Let's see. You are leaving a legacy when you die, that video will remain for generations. And where are you? You are with Allah. How did it help you, my sister? How did it help you, my brother? Subhanallah. The Prophet says, that from the categories of those who will be burning in hellfire, and it's important we mention this hadith. May Allah protect us. People don't want to hear the hadith. Leave it, it's okay. 
We don't need to hear it. Let's talk about it. Right? From among the women, those who are clothed with the intention of revealing. Oh, have you heard that? I covered myself with the intention of showing something. What are you showing? Your shape. What else are you showing? Subhanallah, the young boys are speaking. Look. What else are you showing? This is a hadith. I'm not talking of my words from my pocket. You are either wearing something too tight or too thin. It is already a prophecy of the Prophet Muhammad and you are going to leave a legacy. People are going to look at you and follow you. Never mind, your sin might be forgiven, but what about those who kept on following you after your death? We show a cleavage as though it's okay. And we say, thank you so much. When a young man who's not supposed to be looking, and by the way, you should be lowering your gaze, people say, mashallah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. What legacy are you leaving? And I'm not trying to attack the sisters because the brothers are equally guilty for adding fuel to fire by commenting in a negative way, thinking it's positive. Mashallah, subhanallah, oh, beautiful. I love it. Excellent, etc. We know what's going on in the world. What legacy are we leaving? Ummatu Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The messenger is going to meet you as part of his ummah. And you are going to present your deeds to Allah. And Allah will give you your book of deeds. Would you like to see your, all your TikTok videos on the day of Qiyamah? And Allah says, just watch them. And you decide where do you want to go, Jannah or the other side. My sisters, my brothers, let's be responsible. Leave a legacy of goodness. Wallahi. Be responsible. What did you achieve by that? What exactly did you gain? And what did you do? Do you know the Prophet says, Ma'ilatin mumilatin. It means, what does it mean? They turn heads and they want the heads of others to turn, or they cause the heads of others to turn. That means they are attention seekers. And they will do anything to make sure someone's head has turned. In our mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers, they would cover themselves to the degree that if a slight bit of the top of their chest was showing, they would put a lafaya or whatever you call it to make sure they have covered a little bit more. If the shape was showing slightly, they would make sure they loosened or they wore something slightly on top. Today it's the other way around. If it's covering too much, they'll just drop it a little bit because three youngsters are walking past. It's a fact of life. We don't like what I said because it's true and the truth hurts. May Allah protect us. Whose ummah do you belong to? Whose ummah? Is it not the ummah of Muhammad So be responsible. You will meet him. You will meet Allah. And Allah will give you your deeds. He will show you your videos. I promise you. He will not only videos. I'm talking about that because it's becoming a problem. People who are from good families are doing these things. Because... It's just like a wave that's taking everyone. I'm not saying don't use technology. I just said some people are earning Jannah through the same technology. Use it. Just be responsible. Say a good message. Don't be an attention seeker. My beloved brothers, how many are you going to marry? My beloved sisters, how many husbands can you have? You want to attract all the males of Abuja and you know you can only have one husband. 
What happened to the others? You have given them sleepless nights. La ilaha illallah. And then you will come and argue with me and say, but they should have lowered their gaze. Shaitan does not lower his gaze. Shaitan never lowers his gaze. His gaze is glued on those places that you are exposing. And he will make sure he comes for the kill. May Allah forgive us, protect us. Imagine I'm talking of a legacy. I've diverted a little bit, but this is a legacy because you're going to leave behind things and things are getting gradually worse. It's a prophecy. The Prophet Muhammad says there will be women who are who have clothed in order to show kasiyat, ariyat. The two words in the Arabic language are opposite, which means they are clothed but naked. They cover to show. So when you are covering yourself with clothing, ask yourself, am I revealing or am I covering? That itself will answer you as to what type of a legacy you are leaving and where, where you are heading. And to be honest, this applies to male and female both. There are males who are equally guilty. When we speak about lowering gaze, it's more to do with the males. But it's also with females. And when we speak about the clothing, perhaps people may say it is more to do with the women. But to be honest, it's also for the men. Allah grant us goodness. Now we go back to what I was saying. Those teachings of Rasulullah if you look at them carefully, you will find he spoke about how when a person passes away, his deeds are cut off. Besides a few. Those are the ones I'm interested in today. Because we're talking of the legacy of a Muslim. And do you know, all of those deeds are connected to how you have benefited others. All of those deeds. Let's take a look at the first hadith. If a person, a human being passes away, his deeds are cut off besides three. What are those three? Knowledge that he has left. We spoke about knowledge that he has left behind, which means you taught someone something. In another narration, it speaks about how you have bequeathed a mushaf, a Quran. You gave someone something beneficial. Knowledge that is being benefited from, whether you taught it or you spread it, or you were one of the chain of people who caused that knowledge to be spread. You are not a knowledgeable person, but you sponsored some people for their knowledge, or you brought people to teach others, or you were paying the salaries of someone, or you were reaching out to those with knowledge in order to promote their teachings, or you used to forward good lectures to your friends and to your, those whom you could, or you used to do whatever it was, but you were not knowledgeable, but you were in that chain. You also get the reward. That reward is not taken from others, it's given to you. That's it. Equal. Then, Sadaqatun Jariyah, it means any charity where the benefit of that charity lives beyond your own life. It's called a Sadaqatun Jariyah. If my life was 70 years, May Allah grant us healthy lives. May He take us away when He is pleased with us at whatever age He chooses. If your life is 70 years 
and you have done something very good. You planted a tree. This is also from the hadith. It's from another narration, but it's included in this. You planted a tree and the tree lived for 200 years and it benefited people with fruit and with shade. You get a reward beyond your 70 for another 130 years. The day the tree is gone, your reward grinds to a halt. But a tree is such that at times if that tree has produced seeds and those seeds were planted by someone else, you have a full reward of what another person did because they could have only done it because you did what you did and the seeds came through there. Allahu Akbar. That's the beauty of Allah. That's why is in the hadith. In particular, it is mentioned. And the Prophet speaks about so many different things. Ajra Nahran. You know what Ajra Nahran means? A person who made a river so that people could benefit from the water, whether it is rainwater or water coming from a lake or, a, or the sea or whatever. The one who channeled these lakes or rivers, the rivers, will get a full reward for anyone who benefited from it. Notice one thing. This aspect is not direct knowledge. Direct knowledge is one. We spoke about it already. This is benefiting humankind. If you leave anything that benefits humankind, it is also a great legacy. That's why one of the most important aspects I love to speak about is Imamun Adilun. I'm sure you've heard that term before. It means a leader or a person in authority or in power or in a position of any form of leadership or authority who is just and fair and fears Allah in that position. That person, the hadith says, will achieve a special shade on the day of Qiyamah. Isn't that a beautiful legacy? Subhanallah. Imamun Adil. Why? Because when you were in a power of in, in a position of power or authority, you used it in order to benefit the masses in a fair and beautiful way. No corruption. And nobody could have shaken you. Allah was in front of you all the time. Hani Allah, good news to you. Good news to you. Why? Because Allah has told Nabi Muhammad to mention Imamun Adil in his hadith of the VIPs on the day of judgment. You will be one of them because it was easy to be corrupt. To be corrupt is easier than to be steadfast in today's world. Very easy. It's very tempting. Extremely tempting. Someone tells you, can you do me this favor? I will give you a hundred naira. You look at them, you say, Astaghfirullah, it's haram. I'll give you a million naira. Astaghfirullah, billah. What are you thinking? You're trying. I'll give you a billion naira. What happened to the Astaghfirullah now? I'll give you five billion naira. You say, Jazakallah khair. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. But when you can say no to the entire dunya, I want to give you the most powerful example in existence. Wallahi, when the kuffar of Quraysh spoke to Muhammad they told him, Oh Muhammad, if you want wealth, we will make you wealthy. If you want power, we make you our leader. If you want women, you can marry the most beautiful of them. No matter what you want, we will give it to you. But stop saying what you are saying. He says, Wallahi, if you put the sun in my right hand and the moon in my left hand and you ask me to stop, I will never stop. 
That is a legacy. Today we are weeping in the masjid because we are remembering that honesty. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the goodness. He was offered the whole dunya and what was in it and he said, do you know what? You can keep it. Subhanallah. For us, five dollars, fifty dollars, five million dollars, we are ready to sell our integrity just because of a little bit. And that's the reason why our nations are struggling. Leave a legacy. Imamun Adil, you were a leader. The people will know you for many generations. We had a president or we had a CEO of our organization or we had a manager or director or whoever it is in society and community on whatever level it is, they will remember you longer than had you been corrupt. And they will remember you for the right reasons. How many times you have a company and they say, you know what? That man who was the previous director or the previous manager or whatever, he was so corrupt, he destroyed this company. It happens. You leave behind discipline. We are lacking discipline in the ummah. And not only in the ummah, in humankind as well. We are lacking discipline. Where is it? Greed has taken over because you know what? Something that's not going to last has become the focus of all of us. What is that? Money. Money does not last. It's actually your amana that will last, your honesty, your dignity, your iman, your faith. When you built a school that benefits humankind, the school will last way beyond your life. You get a reward because you are benefiting humankind. Subhanallah. May Allah grant us ease. This is Muhammad speaking about one thing only. He says, when you are in position of authority, when you have a say, make sure you are just. Then you deserve to be a VIP on the day of judgment. May Allah grant us goodness. So he says, Sadaqatun Jariyah. I spoke about that. And then he says, Waladan, a waladun salihun yadu'ulahu. If you left behind a child who is good, Salih means a pious child, a child who knows his duty unto Allah. Where did he get that from? From you. When your children, you know, when you get married, you have to do your children who are not born a favor by selecting the correct spouse. Don't just marry for looks. Women and men both will lose their looks at a certain stage. I'm not saying marry someone you don't like to look at. No. They need to be reasonably attracted. Attractive. You know, you need to be attracted to them and vice versa. And Allah has created us such that each one of us likes different shapes and sizes and colors and so on. That's us. They say one man's meat. No, I didn't say poison. But you know what I meant. May Allah grant us, <laughs> May Allah grant us goodness. So you know that Allah has created us. When you are choosing your spouse, do your unborn children a favor by selecting the one who is going to bring up your kids. You ask me, I'm busy doing whatever I'm doing. My kids are taught by my wives. If for example, one of them is reading Quran beautifully. People say, hey, Sheikh, these children are so fortunate. They actually have their father to teach them. And I think to myself, actually, it's the mother. Allahu Akbar. 
Allahu Akbar. That's my own story. It's actually the mother. The mother is teaching. The mother has taught them. The mother has given them and so on. Yes, we play a role. But we ignore the importance of the spouses. When we select, you don't just select by saying, mm, Wow, I need to marry this person. What did you see? What do you know? What character do they have? The Prophet says, women are married for many reasons. Some for their looks, some for their wealth. Some because they come from a, a high lineage. Some for their character and their deen. He says, be successful by selecting the deen over the other things. I was speaking somewhere in one of the smaller towns of this country at a wedding. And I mentioned the point system. If you know it, when you're getting married, look at the person you want to marry and you give them points for everything they have. But you start off with the deen. If they have deen and akhlaq, you give them a one. If they have good looks, give them a zero after that. What does it become? Ten. If they come from a very noble family, another zero. What do they have? If they have wealth, give them another zero. What do they have? A thousand and so on. But you started off with the deen and akhlaq. If they don't have the deen and akhlaq, take away the one. What are you left with? Zero. Zero. You understand how the point system works? So you need minimum 10. What is the minimum 10? Let me explain. You need deen and akhlaq, and after that you need someone whom perhaps, perhaps, you are attracted to something about them. Mashallah, you are okay. You are okay. But if they don't have money, it's okay. If they don't, if they don't come from a very noble family, it's okay. If they, etc., etc., those are those we can compromise. This we will not compromise. Do you know why I'm saying this? Because to leave a legacy, you need to have a solid family structure. If you don't have a solid family structure, what legacy are you going to leave when your life is not even in order? Your whole life is a war, it's a fight. Learn to focus. That's when you leave a legacy. You're a Muslim. Allah instructs you to fulfill salah. When fulfilling salah, you're not even allowed to look around in order to show you that you must be focused on what you're doing. Focus on something. People marry. They get married. They're excited. Few days later, they are looking for another spouse. Here in Nigeria. Few days later. But what happened? Ah, it's okay. I'm allowed. I'm a man. La ilaha illallah. What legacy would you like to leave? You haven't even settled a little bit and suddenly you're on the move. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. I see everyone is quiet here. You know, they say when you speak in Abuja in Nigeria, you must be careful. Because most of the people here have more than one wife. Some are declared and some are not. May Allah grant us goodness. May Allah protect us. We need to be responsible. My brothers, my sisters. Look, the Prophet ﷺ tells us thereafter in another hadith. And he words it so beautifully where he says there are seven things that will benefit a person after he has passed on. In the first narration, he said three. In the next, he said seven. There is no contradiction because he's only giving you slight details. When he says sadaqah jariya, there are so many things you could do. He mentioned a few more. So he speaks about knowledge that you taught 
again knowledge that you taught we visited today one of the elder people and he mentioned something very interesting i spoke about how we reach out to the disabled with wheelchairs we reach out to the disabled with wheelchairs and he told us it is more important without belittling the wheelchairs to reach out to the ignorant with school chairs that's a very deep statement because a disabled person will not harm others but an ignorant person will harm others so who is more disabled the one who's ignorant fight ignorance more then you fight disability without belittling the fact that you definitely need to reach out to the disabled now when i look at a school chair i will look at small wheels under the school chair because to me it's now a wheelchair they are disabled in a worse way than those who are physically disabled so to spend your money teaching people is part of what we are talking about today and to spend your time your effort your energy is part of what we are talking about today so the prophet sallallahu then speaks about masjidan banahu a person who builds a place of worship a masjid a place where sujood is done for the sake of allah i want to ask you my brothers and sisters look we are talking about so many things each one of us should ask ourselves where am i going to fit in wallahi we fit in somewhere because if the prophet sallam only spoke about one thing a lot of us would say ah, it's very difficult what am i going to do wallahi each legacy will be according to what allah has granted it in terms of acceptance minimum is at least for your children you've left behind a good example i was saying earlier when you get married you do your unborn children a favor by selecting a good spouse very important equally important is when you get married respect the mother of your children so much that the children learn respect of the opposite gender and they learn how to address their spouses many of us we are tyrants in our homes i'm talking about the men and it's now seeping into the women where their men are frightened of them subhanallah it's happening but our children are watching us what's the next generation going to do so to leave a legacy build your home be responsible in your home understand who a spouse is that same spouse of yours is a parent to the children that you have respect them honor them the dignity that you have to offer them is something your children will watch how you talk to your children is very important invest in your children because those are the children that the prophet sallam says waladun salihun yad'u lahu many people they say i'm building a masjid on behalf of this dead person have you heard that i'm building a masjid on behalf of someone who has deceased sadaqa jariya do you know the real ruling is that you should have done it in your life while you are alive you should do it why wait for someone else to do it one brother came to me and said i want to drill a well for my late father i told him brother have you drilled a well for yourself first he said no i said if you drill a well for yourself your father will automatically get the reward 
Because you are his son. Subhanallah. We don't look at it that way. We have a masjid with the name of a deceased person. It's okay. You have a masjid you built, your money. Fi sabilillah, yourself. Oh Allah, accept it from me. You have started following the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu Ibrahim alayhi salam, and all the other anbiya. They built the places of worship themselves. When Ibrahim alayhi salam, وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلُ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ You know the dua. When Allah, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah makes mention of the Kaaba that was built by Ibrahim and Ismail alayhim as-salam. And then they, they, both of them, what did they say? They made a dua. Oh Allah, accept it from us. You are indeed all hearing, all knowing. They built it. You build. Do something yourself. That is why the same narration says, a charity that you gave from your own wealth while you are alive. That's what the hadith says. How much money do you have? Wallahi, I learned another thing today. Something we know. Whenever you have, whenever you have spent in the cause of Allah, in a good cause, you have helped people, you have empowered someone, you have spent in a good thing. After that, you don't need to worry about your money and your sustenance. Allah will give you back again and again and again. The more you give, the more you will get. You can actually go to sleep. Subhanallah. Have you given charity? Have you done something really good? Have you empowered people? Have you spent on others? You have. Don't worry. Now Allah will take care of you. Because you took care of the others, creatures of Allah. For the sake of Allah. Not for a favor. Many women say, we are widows or we are divorced or we are old, we are struggling and suffering. Men are prepared to help on condition that they receive sexual favors in return. Let's speak facts. If that's the case, that's not a charity. That's not a charity. That's a sin. It's not help. It's actually haram. A major sin. Where are the men who can help? Fi sabilillah. For the sake of Allah. No strings attached. I don't even want to know details of who this person is. Here it is. Where are they? That is the legacy you leave behind. Your children will watch you, they will follow you. But when they watch you doing the wrong thing, they will treat their spouses in the wrong way, just like you did. And they will do the wrong thing, just like you did. Where is the example? We have men, we have many men in the ummah. But where are those who know their responsibility unto Allah. They are teaching their children how to live in the future. Where are they? They are very few. We don't even know our own children in many cases. What was the point of saying, MashaAllah, I've got so many children, but do you know them? Do you spend time with them? Why did you bother having them? May Allah protect us and our offspring. So, these are things that we definitely need to look into because if we don't, we are at loss. You know when you sit and read the signs of Qiyamah, when you sit and read the signs of Qiyamah, you need to remember, we don't want to become statistics. What do I mean? Do you know we are closer to the end of time? If the Prophet Muhammad says, بُعِثْتُ أَنَا hataini." He showed his two fingers and he said, I have been sent myself and the end of time. 
the hour as close as these two fingers. He is the last Nabi. What's remaining after him? Qiyamah. We are getting close. Read the prophecies. What is going to happen towards the end of time? There are some good things. There are a lot of bad things. Do we want to be on the side of the bad things? So let's change our lives. You achieve nothing, nothing. You leave behind nothing when you commit that which is in transgression of Allah. Let's learn to build the lives of people. Be a good person and empower others. Look at others as your own children, your own brothers, your own sisters. I bleed in my heart when I read the hadith that says a mu'min should be towards other mu'mineen as one body. If the finger is paining, the whole body is restless. If the eye is sore, the whole body is restless. Today when the eye is sore, we say, Alhamdulillah, they deserve it. One of your brothers is suffering somewhere, you say, ah, good, good to him. He's, it's good. In fact, those who are not suffering, we go to them and make them suffer. And we call ourselves Ummatu Muhammad. La ilaha illallah. How many of us are making the lives of others difficult? What do you think is going to happen to you on the day of judgment? How many of us go out and we create havoc in the lives of others? What legacy are you leaving? What are you thinking you are going to achieve? And you are teaching others to follow that example. So my brothers and sisters, it's about time we became people who are upright. And there is an element of uprightness in us as mu'mineen. We need to expand, build on it. And we need to ensure that we have tried our best to leave behind that which is in the pleasure of Allah. Our children should be clearly, clearly from among those who have had a good upbringing. You can see it straight. When you see youngsters, the minute they greet you, you can tell this man comes from a good home. Am I right? You can see the discipline, the character, the akhlaq. But others, subhanallah, if you look at their fathers, some of them are good. They've never spent time with their children. So the children are unruly. Why? Let's work on this by the will of Allah. And inshallah, we pray that Allah improve for us the dunya as well as the akhirah. The Prophet ﷺ used to make a dua. Allahumma aslih lana deenana alladhi huwa ismatu amrina. Oh Allah, improve for us this deen of ours, the religion, the faith that we have. That is the, the core of our matter, the core of our affairs. Wa aslih lana dunyana allati fiha ma'ashuna. Oh Allah, make better for us, make good for us, our dunya, our life, where we are living. Because we are living in it, in this dunya, this world. Oh Allah, make good for us our hereafter. Because that is where our ultimate return is. And I promise you, if you follow the rules and regulations found in the Quran and the Sunnah taught by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa you will not only achieve success of the hereafter, you will never ever regret in this life as well. Allah will grant you goodness. Even if people happen to unfairly and unjustly torture you or harm you, remember Allah will give you an element of contentment that is beyond them. Sometimes you have a person, he thinks he is powerful. He wants to harm you. You know what happens? In his harm for you, 
your contentment is greater than his own anger that he has within him. Yet you are the one who is wronged and he is the one who thinks he is right. That is from Allah. That is from Allah. When the ulama of a time were imprisoned, what happened to them? They were excited in the jails. And those who jailed them died of stress. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Imagine. They were happy because they said, I'm happy here, I'm excited. I will make the most of my time here. They were happy. And those who did harm to them were the ones who were at a loss. They couldn't even sleep at night. Yet in the prison, these ulama were sleeping very well. This is just an example I'm giving you to show you that when you wrong someone, sometimes that person has greater contentment than you will ever taste at that particular time. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us and bless us and grant us the goodness. And like I say, this is a beautiful topic. It's a topic about building ourselves. And the reason is Allah never instructs you with something that will not benefit you in the dunya before the akhirah. Even your five daily salah will benefit you in this world before the next, whether you know it or you don't know it. Your halal eating, your following of the sunnah, the methods of eating, what to do, what not to do. You know, we have a virus that has overtaken parts of the globe. Do you know that there are some sunnah remedies that work? Subhanallah, that people have now revived. They are talking about it. And they are saying, subhanallah, there is benefit in this and in that. The people who don't even believe in the deen have taken up those medications and they are saying, no, it's true. And for us, he is our Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa Do we really follow him? The last thing I want to mention, my brothers and sisters, something good you can leave for yourself is seeking the forgiveness of Allah because he is most forgiving, most merciful. If you have led your life in the wrong direction, today is the day to change it. If you have led your life doing the wrong things, today is the day to say, Oh Allah, grant me steadfastness. Keep me strong. Oh Allah, forgive my shortcomings. I'm a human being. I have faulted. I have done things wrong. Shaitan comes to me too. And he makes us deviate from time to time. Turn back to Allah again and again and again. It's a very, very good way of life. It was taught by Rasulullah and it is enshrined in the Quran. Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. You are not an evil person. For as long as within your heart, you want to turn to Allah and you start to turn to Allah. You are not evil. The only time a person becomes evil is when they are totally oblivious of Allah and it leads them to do things that are totally unacceptable in the eyes of Allah. But up to that point, for as long as we are alive, Allah will accept our tawbah. And Allah will grant us Jannatul Firdaus. And this is why when you do good and you seek the forgiveness of Allah, Allah will leave your remembrance and memory for generations to come in goodness. And Allah mentions this about the prophets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, You know what that means? That means all the prophets of Allah, Allah speaks about it with the same words about them. We left behind after them a good mention of theirs in the next generations. Always. Look at Ibrahim alayhi salam. Have you seen him? No. Do you know how many thousand years before you he lived? No. We don't know precisely. But thousands of years. Every day in five salah. 
كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد الله أكبر What happened? Allah says we left behind a good word for him in the generations to come up to Qiyamah. What type of a friend of Allah is that? Ibrahim alayhi salam. You go for Hajj, you remember him. You fulfill your salah, you have to mention his name. And Muhammad sallallahu had an even higher rank. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good mention in those who come after us, even if it is just a few generations. Remember to serve the deen. Teach the knowledge of the deen, even if you know very little about it. What is stopping you from spreading something, from supporting those who are doing the good work? What is stopping you from that? Your name will be in it. Your name will be in it. I remember there was a masjid being built in one area. And a young man came, he didn't have much and he was putting money. And someone asked him, what is your money going to do? So little. He said, at least my name will be written in the list of people who paid for this masjid. I know another story of a certain brother who I knew personally and I still know him. When we went to the haram, he showed me a certain place in the masjid, Masjid al-Haram. And he said, come, I want to show you. He showed me a certain place. He said, you see this place in the new extension. My father's hotel was on this piece. We gave it into the haram. And I'm happy to say some of our property is in this place where a salah that is fulfilled is more than a hundred thousand times than anywhere else. It was our property. Subhanallah. Look at how Allah accepts certain people for certain things. It was easy to say we want the compensation because they were giving compensation. Handsome compensation. No. Allah will compensate us. We have enough money. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness in the dunya and the akhirah. May Allah open our doors. May Allah grant us happiness. May Allah forgive us. May Allah grant us the best of this world and the next. May Allah grant us sustenance that is halal. May Allah grant us spouses who will be the coolness of our eyes. May Allah grant us children who will be the coolness of our eyes. May Allah keep us responsible and upright. May Allah protect us from the temptations of shaitan. May Allah protect us from shaitan. May Allah keep him away from us. May Allah bless every one of us and give us goodness. May Allah protect this nation. May Allah protect the whole ummah. And may Allah protect humanity and guide us all to the straight path. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.